You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hey guys, welcome to session 11. Thank you as always for being here and for listening. I feel like this is a great session because we dive into a lot of different topics. And so I think it will show you how mindset strategy and execution can really all play together in the same container, same call and how they all fit together really well. So I hope it serves you in that way. And is just a reminder that as you're listening to see that flow and remember that all of it fits together. And so ideally we're creating containers and in containers where there is space for all of that in the conversation. So I hope this serves you and I hope you guys are having a beautiful week. Hello. Hello. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. We went back and forth on this for a while, which the difference between good, great, and okay. So. Yep. And power dynamics. Yep. Good times. Good, good times. It really is a shame that they can't read our texts on literally. I think they'd be really fun. I think it would really add some, some flavor to this, but you know, some things just aren't for public consumption, I assume. Basically, long story short, Lacey was texting me this weekend and I kept ignoring her and she was texting me four times a day and she's like, why are you ignoring me? And I said, I'm not, I'm resetting the power dynamic. And then we had to talk about how unhealthy that was. And then we had to talk about how Lacey needs to learn to take a joke. Mm-hmm. That was good. That was, it was a good time. So if your clients ignore you sometimes, this is normal. Or it's not. Sabrina's just abnormal. But, you know, things happen. Okay, so what's going on? How are you feeling? I feel good. feel like you crushed it. Yes, we got the Black Friday numbers back and it was $242,642. So good. Basically Mm. quarter of a million. So that feels very fun and spicy. And then we also have sold and we've got registered for um, 2023 sales planning workshop, 131 people. And we still have three days, 72 And you really just like kind of got back into that. So that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Mm. So we barely have really pushed that. So I was kind of surprised when I looked, I was like, oh shit. So yeah, that was, that was very fun and spicy. So good. I think it's like really helpful. I know Paul did that kind of like, you know, data debrief for us. And I think it's really helpful to see that those are just converting so well. Paul spent hours going through every single high level client we've had in the last 18 months. And what we found was that the longest client that it took to convert was two years and nine months. Normally, though, it's like six months to a year. We have some people who literally come in and a week later, they're a millionaire mastermind. So some people do convert really fast, but for the most part, it takes a little bit of time, which I think makes sense with our price points being what they are. Yeah. But what we also found is that if someone takes a couple of mini programs from us, they're going to convert. Yeah. Like it's not an if, it's just a when thing. So that was pretty cool to see. And he figured that all out. So That was, I think, a good reminder to not scrap the mini programs and master classes just because I think that touch point and just investing a couple of times then makes it really a no-brainer for people to go for the big thing. Absolutely. 
All right, so something that was really helpful to hear here was that average conversion for Sabrina of about six months to a year. Like this is so normal in our space, you guys, but it's also really helpful to have the data because that's what influences next steps. So yours might be six months to a year as well. I have another client who it's 18 days. Like it really depends on your people. But what's so important here is actually being able to know that and to have data that tells you that because the way we're going to do it for someone's business whose average conversion time is 18 days is vastly different than what we're going to do for someone whose business has an average conversion time of six months to a year right like for example it's helpful to see sabrina's mini programs converting and we're probably going to double down on that even more because we know that that could even shorten the timeline to get people warmed up quicker right so there are so many steps we can take because we have this information and knowledge. And so the two takeaways I want you to have from this are number one, know your own average conversion rate because that's so important, right? Number two, know it's normal for it to be long. Like it's not always about how fast can it be? Do I think there are ways that we can shorten SABSs? Absolutely. But does that have to be the only goal ever? No. And I think it's really helpful when you see someone who you look up to in business that's much further along than you and be able to go, oh, it takes her time to warm up her audience too. That doesn't mean I'm doing anything wrong. That's just the game that we're playing in business and that's how some of this works. And so just a reminder that this is normal and you should know your numbers and you should know how this impacts your specific business and have the data from your business so you can run with that. And I think, you know, like we talked about, you can always like pare, pare them down a little bit next year if you don't want to do one a month or anything. It's not like, you know, that's a requirement. But I think that obviously if that's working really well, it's a no brainer to keep going on that. And like you're making great money for that. Like with 131 registered, you're going to make whatever I'm going to guesstimate $20,000 off of that or whatever. So it's like 100% worth your time too. Yeah. So it feels, it feels good. Good. Okay. What you got on your mind? Mm, I'm not worried about death anymore. So that's a fun update. Oh, good. I'm sure that when people listen to this, there's going to be a lot of, hey, Lacey, should we do a wellness check on SABS? You don't. We're good. I, I did a clip in that said, we know that you have beautiful therapeutic support and when no one needs to worry, basically. So sometimes you tell me things and then I don't listen to you. And then Paul tells me things and I don't listen to you. And then I hear that idea somewhere else. I'm like, wow, that's a really good idea. You do this. Yes, I'm aware. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I was at the pub with my friends watching one of the World Cup games. And I told my friend Michael, who's 41, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm like anxious. I'm just going to like cark it. Like my heart's going to give out. I'm going to die any day now. And he's like, no, you're not. Be quiet. And I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. Like this is totally ridiculous. So not anxious, not doing 48 kgs a day anymore. All good. That worked surprisingly well. Yeah. Can I get his number to like filter things through him? That would be useful. Yeah. You just need more tall Scottish friends and then everything's yeah. good. Okay, great. So not a thing. Not a thing. So that, but it was, it was a fun couple of days. It was a fun couple of days. I liked your read very much. So that was good. We're on day five of Coach's Kitchen. So cute. Pretty crazy. Never thought I would actually be able to pull that off. Yesterday we recorded three episodes. So we still have a couple more to do, but I've been very pleased with them. And then podcast, I have four podcast sessions this week. 
team stuff, I have reached a place. I don't know if surrender is the right word, but something just kind of shifted for me over the couple last couple of days where I was like, I'm not taking this bullshit anymore. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like for so many years, like my team and my back end and my systems have been so like smooth and non-dramatic. And then lately things have been really crazy, which as I said last episode, that makes sense. I decided to overhaul the entire back end of my business all at once. And we have like seven years of history and data to undo and unravel. Like it's not like we're rebuilding a hundred posts in a content bank. There are 1500 posts in the content bank and more getting added every day. So I chilled out about that, but I also was just like, there's going to be some big shifts. So I ended up getting a lot of spaciousness back that I wasn't expecting just because I stopped doing things that weren't mine. So that felt good. Yes. I think sometimes you find yourself vacillating between like, I just want to do it all or I just want to do none of it. And I think like that middle ground of like, I just want to do what's mine and then like have accountability for the rest of it is like really where you're going to feel the best. And I think exactly what you're saying here, right? Yes, that was a positive shift and I felt good about that. So something that I see can happen for us and definitely happens for Sabrina is that with teams, sometimes we can really vacillate between like, I want to do it all versus I want to do none of it. And both of those are really hard ends of the spectrum to live on, right? If I want to do it all, I'm going to feel really unsupported. I'm going to feel overwhelmed. I'm going to be closer to burnout, all of those things, right? If I want to do none of it, it's kind of easy to get a little bit detached from our business and not in the healthy way, but in the way that doesn't serve us to kind of like tap out to almost like outsource our business and our results to someone else, that kind of thing, right? So what I really want to encourage you is to think about, I want to do what's mine. So that's what we really try to focus on is like, what is yours as the CEO? And how can you focus on really wanting to do that and then truly being very rigorous about delegating the rest and making sure your team is able to support you in that. So if you're finding yourself in that back and forth between kind of wanting to take it all on versus like really wishing you could just give it all up, I really want you to keep coming back to the idea of I want to do what's mine. And my job is to figure out what that is and get relentless about committing to that. Also, it's cold as balls here. I'm kind of jealous. Yeah. That sounds really lovely. It's like 80 degrees here. I don't know what it is right now. I'll look, but I think it's maybe like 45, 50. Oh. It's chilly. It's chilly, chilly. It's currently 41 degrees. The high today is 42 and the low is 36. Oh, that's so good. Yep. Mm. I also learned about thermoses this weekend. Oh, good. Did you know that if you put a hot drink in a thermos, it stays hot for hours? I did know that. So every morning, Paul put a hot tea or coffee by my bedside, but I usually go back to sleep. And then by the time I wake up, it's cold. So Paul started putting them in thermoses. Paul put a thermos at my bed at 7 a.m. I took it with me to the podcast studio at noon. It was still hot. It's amazing, right? Yeah. I don't don't get the science of that, but someone should definitely look into that. Life-changing. It's the little things. Illuminati. Okay. What are we, what are we doing? What's next? I feel like you're avoiding. What am I avoiding? Let me guess. Mindset. Probably. Probably not. No, I have been journaling the stupid stuff every day and selling things every day. I know. Can we talk about your journaling though? Sure. What do you think I'm going to say? You're going to tell me that I need to start journaling more 
as if it's already done and about the things that I want, not about how I'm feeling because you don't actually care about how I'm feeling. Bingo. Exactly what I was going to say. This is why I'm in therapy, guys. (laughs) Nobody cares about your feelings. That sounds exactly like what I was thinking. No, I do. I think that like that's really helpful. I think that you should keep doing what you're doing, but I think you're just not taking it further. And I'm like wondering why. Um, sometimes it's because I'm doing it late at night and I'm like rushing to get it in. Okay. That's fair. That is part of what that is where I just don't necessarily feel like I have a ton of time and space for that. Like last night, I think I did at like 1130 PM. Got it done. But yeah, I know we had talked about doing it in the morning and some days I do it in the mornings. And I think you can tell because those tend to be a bit longer, but um, lately I've been doing it at night. Like I haven't done it yet today, but I finished my work day in two hours so I can do it at like 4.30. I think that's a little bit of both and, right? Like it's it's really good that you're doing that. And I love that you're like, I'm not going to that without it. And you're like making time for it regardless. And I think that that's like really helpful. I wouldn't say like, like it's better to do that than not do that. And I think that's something to like really give yourself credit for on the consistency. But yeah, I think it's just like, you kind of want to use it to be doing the like actual reprogramming too, because that's where it's going to like be the most helpful for you. Yeah. I had an idea. Okay. Remember when you used to carry around two journals all the time and you were a little freak? What if you did that again? And one was like, you're more like, here's how I'm feeling journal. And then was one was more like, you're here's what I'm affirming journal. What do I get out of this? You're getting a bracelet. I would like something else. Okay, you're getting lots of results from it. Mm. A hug? I don't know. How about a Disney trip with Bennett? Salt. Mm. Next year when he's like walking and stuff? Yes. And we all get to wear matching t-shirts and Mickey ears? Obviously. Even Kenny? Listen, I can't. No promises there. You do what you you can. I think you would have more success asking him that one than me. I feel like I sent Kenny really good whiskey, so I'm sure I could pull that off. Yeah. Just Maybe if this was like a Yoda one or something, I feel like it would be a little more well-received. Okay. Well, then maybe that feels fair. Can we try two? Two trips to Disney? Yeah. No, two journals. (laughs) Yes. Okay, good. We can try that. Because I feel like you're – and you know this – but you're, I'm curious if you're going to fight me on it now, but it's like, you're, you're holding yourself back a little, like you're still going through the motions of doing it, but you're not like really doing it. And like, maybe it's because of what you were saying. And like, this is what we need to talk about next is like, cause you're not feeling super locked in or clear on like exactly what you want. So maybe that's part of why it's like a little harder to take it further. Yeah. That's something I put in my journaling. I don't know if it was last night or the night before. I think it was last night. Yeah. Yeah. So it was part of this 45 days challenge with Lacey, which I think today's day 29 or day 28. I like post a screenshot of my journaling every day. Cause of course she would never take my word for it and believe me, but, and my selling. You're, you're like not wrong. We're on day 28. Yeah. So I had written that I, felt like I needed one goal to get locked in on. Cause I think I've always thrived with one goal. Yep. Agreed. So I just don't know which one I want that to be. So something I'm pointing out to Sam's here and that I really want to make a note of is that obviously with journaling, getting your feelings out is so valuable, right? So 
there is a hundred percent a really important place for like how are we like looking at and getting in touch with and processing the feelings that are here but also there's really a huge component of reprogramming your brain and it's really important to use both because if i'm just getting all the feelings out but i'm not doing anything to tell my subconscious what i want it to think then i'm going to feel better typically after journaling sessions but i'm not always going to be creating the results i want because of them so a framework I use and think about for my own journaling and with clients is feelings, freakouts, and future. So can you share what you're feeling right now? Can you get out what you're freaking out about to process that out? And then can you talk about what you want in the future? What stories do you want to tell? What reprogramming really needs to happen there? And when you're using all of those facets, you're going to get the most out of it. Again, not that it doesn't help to journal out our feelings, but we're missing the reprogramming aspect. And just like on the opposite end, sometimes people just journal about the future, but they're never addressing what's really there and present and what they're freaking out about. And so that doesn't get them as great of results either. So remember that it's all of it. And when you can really tap into all of that through your journaling process, you will ultimately see the best results. So in my head, we were operating under the 100 accelerator spots as the goal. I think that where I just got sidetracked with that one was like Black Friday and other stuff that I think that I just maybe, I don't want to say forgot, but just kind of got taken up by other like goals and priorities. Yeah. So I feel like a hundred accelerator could be a good one. Okay. Is there anything that you don't like about that? Mm, I'm going into an abundant AF launch in like a month. Mm -hmm. So I feel like then I'm going to have another goal again. So you're thinking it needs to be like more overarching, like you want it to like encompass everything? I don't know. I don't know what the answer is there. The other thing is I don't know if I should try tying the wealthy woman launch into Abundant AF since they get it for free if they're in wealthy. Mm -hmm. Totally. I think even on the sales page for that, like having almost like a VIP upsell into wealthy versus like how we've done like other VIP offers before, I think makes a ton of sense. The um, pay in full private coaching call with me bonus has gone really well. Yeah. So maybe that's, you know, wrapped in there as well. But I think like, you know, it's almost like get this or like get wealthy, which has this plus all these other things. Yep. Okay. Can we have that added? Yes, we can. Okay. But I think like that's kind of the point anyway of the lower ticket programs is that people get a great experience, have an amazing taste of it, and then upsell just like we were talking about earlier with the data. So I feel like even having an abundant AF launch contributes to the goal of sell 100 spots. Do you know what I mean? That makes sense. The only thing I'm curious about is like, if we do that as the goal, like, does it feel like you're going to want to like ignore millionaire and different things like that? Or does that feel like not such a big deal? I think that process is rolling pretty well, but tell me how you feel about that. I think that they kind of sell at the same time in many ways, Yep. which I think that what's been nice about all of the like content and visibility is people just find the programs and they apply for it. And if they're not a fit for wealthy, then we just upsell them and it's easy. Um, like we have like three applications floating around for millionaire, which I've already contacted everyone and spoken with them. So I'm sure they'll upsell. And we also have two people 
additionally, who are going to buy wealthy painful. It's just that they're getting their card together this week, but I know them and I've coached both of them previously. So I know that they're in. So yeah, we're making good progress. So I don't think it feels too conflicting. Okay, good. But I do think generally like the process that I kind of want to add in next is just selling both of those like all the time and just talking about them all the time and creating a process around that. I like that very much. So that's kind of the next step. I'm going to talk with my content person for support on creating some like a rotation of posts promoting that or just like a rotation of pitches that we can add to the end of value post promoting that. And then I'm also going to talk with my graphic designer about making a couple of sets of story graphics promoting each of those yep. so that we can, you know, put that out three, four times a week. And obviously you're already doing this, but like adding it to emails and all the things. Yep. Like I think what you're doing, because you've been doing the sales thing for 28 days, I think you're just seeing how easy it is to add in, right? Yep. And then today is the first day of two podcasts a week. Yay! So I think the first one might already be out because it's supposed to go out at 7 a.m. So I'll look, but I think it's already out. And then the next one will go out on Wednesday. That's very exciting. Yeah. And then I also now have a content writer for 40 hours a month, which is going to be big help. And I've this is someone I've worked with for six years now, and they're going to help with like the overall content management and organization piece. So that's going to be pretty big. Uh, yes, it's out. There it is. Whoop, Yay. there it is. And it was a good one. It was how to unplug over the holidays and still make money. Because last Love December, it. I made 186000 cash, and I basically slept the whole month. <laughs> and I wasn't launching that month either, so that was pretty fun. So good. Yep. Okay, so two podcasts, selling more regularly – 100 is our goal, right? Yes. Okay, so can we go back to what I want to talk about? No. Can we actually do it in increments with that one as well? Can I have like a good, better, best, or can I also have like a tiered prize system? You mean like get 25, unlock X prize kind of thing? Well, if that's the case, then yes, because I've already unlocked that level. I know. What are we at is what I was going to ask you. 20-something. I'd have to look exactly, but 20-something. We also have two pending. So I think that by the end of December, if we could be at 35, 40, I'd be quite pleased with that. Or we fuck it up a little bit more and we get more than that. I feel good about 40. Okay. Okay. Then what do you want? Mm, I'm willing to put the name change back on the table since (laughs) that one got shut down. I've got a Disney trip with Bennett. Mm, I don't know. I feel like you got your Highlands thing. Oh, yeah, and you don't want your bracelet anymore? Is that a thing or is that not a thing? It was kind of a thing. I don't know. I just really like very simple jewelry stuff, and I'm not a stacker. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Because I only wear the one love bracelet every day, and that's Mm -hmm. it. So then to add on a second one, I was like, "Eh, maybe too much. Yeah. Like in a genuine, I don't want to wear in more of like a, I just do, I'm doing this thing where like I want something and then I don't and I go back and forth. I think that part. So Mm -hmm. I tried one on in the Heathrow airport, but it was the wrong color and it was the wrong amount of diamonds. So I couldn't like actually tell what it would look like. So what Paul said was 
Cause I was like, yeah, I'm just going to order online. He's like, no, you're not ordering it online. Like you're going to go into the store and do the whole thing and do the experience and do the champagne. And I was like, okay, whatever. So yeah, Paul says we have to go do that in London or Paris. Yeah. I think it's like, listen, like it's okay if you just decide you don't want it, but I don't think that's what you're doing. I think that like, you know that your pattern is sometimes to like want it and then get weird about it and like vastly. It's like the exact thing we were talking about with the other goals and stuff, right? And it's like what keeps you feeling kind of like stuck or like you want to pull back. And I think this is like such an opportunity to be like, I'm so committed to this. Like obviously like you're 28 days in, like even if it's just about what it represents more than the bracelet itself, like I think that representation is still really important. Yeah. Yeah. So – I do think it is pretty, and I've been looking at pictures online and things like that. The problem is no one wears white gold. Everyone wears yellow gold or rose gold, so it makes it really hard to find pictures. But yeah, yeah. I feel good. But look at you getting to be different and fancy. Also, I've kind of fucked myself in a really positive way. So for Cartier <laughs> love bracelets, the ones without diamonds look kind of like a more gunmetal color, but all of the ones with diamonds have rhodium plating, so it's a lot like shinier and brighter. So I couldn't go get a love bracelet without diamonds because the metal color wouldn't be the same. So I'm just mm-hmm. always going to have to have diamonds. These are big problems. Yep. There you go. Do you feel excited about thinking about hitting that goal or how do you feel about it? The 45 days or the 100? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 45 days. I feel good about it. I sometimes feel like I've half-assed it a little bit, like I could have gone harder, but also I still have 17 days. Yeah, I mean, I think that's like a little bit of both too, right? Where it's like, I think sometimes the win is just doing it, which is like the whole point of setting up that goal. So even if it wasn't like perfectly done or whatever, but also like if you have that awareness, you still have plenty of time to shift it because I do agree. Like, I think there's more for you to lean into there, but I also feel like you're just finding your rhythm with it a little bit too, you know? Yeah. So what what are we going to do to get you? I don't want to say like super excited because it's not like you have to be like that, but I feel like, you know, in a lot of your journaling, it feels like you're saying, like, I don't feel like I'm like I'm almost not, like, feeling where I'm at. I don't know if that makes sense. I think you're saying it slightly differently. But, like, are you feeling like I made $242,000 for Black Friday? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think you're not really, like, letting yourself see yourself in that way or give yourself that credit. Yeah. As for what we do about it, the answer is mushrooms. Oh, good. So nice that we have such a simple and easy solution. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think that some of the stress from like all the operational side of things is maybe casting a bit of a shadow on that. I think that, no, I'm not feeling that as much. I think there's also just the layer of like all the bullshit that's going on online right now. So you know, something Lacey and I were talking about this weekend is there's like a meme account kind of going around um, making fun of certain coaches and things like that, which that's a whole other conversation for another day. But just a lot of the kind of fuckery that happens, I feel like I see so many celebrations and I'm like, I know you're lying. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I know you're lying because you applied for my program and I know how much you actually make. You know, or like someone who, you know, branded themselves as like the seven figure whatever. And then I see their posts and they're like, yay, I did 500K in sales this year. And I'm like, okay, so you maybe made 350, 320, but we're calling ourselves the seven figure blah, blah, blah. And so I think some of the like celebration stuff that when I first did that years ago, 
it felt great because it was so authentic and so true now. But now I'm just like, obviously like what I'm celebrating is authentic and true. And I know my numbers and I've been doing this a long time and I'm being truthful, but still it just feels kind of weird to be like wrapped up in that same lump. Well, I think it's about celebrating it for you, not even publicly. Like I don't really care if you share the Black Friday numbers or not, but I think that like sometimes that is a way for you to like get in that energy. But I think that like you, you feeling it completely apart from that is so important, you know? Yeah, I guess. I did feel excited the other day because November was, I think, my second highest cash month of the year. And I was like, wow, that was easy. Right? And you traveled and you took off. I literally half-assed Black Friday so bad. I thought I was going to get in trouble with you. I only sent like two or three emails. But you sold every day. Like you really did show up in a different way. Like it didn't feel hard, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Barely sold, but yes. Which was the exciting part. So maybe that will be my celebration post. How I made $242,000 while drinking cranberry sangria and not actually selling. No. Okay, whatever. (laughs) Seven steps to seven figure success. No. But in all seriousness, like I'm teasing you a little bit, but like why do you think that's where your head goes in celebrating it? Like it has to go to like a post or whatever instead of like how does it feel for you? Um... I think because for me, I feel very connected to my audience and I've just historically always shared that with them. Agreed. And even looking at the numbers of like our customer journey and things like that, we have people who have been on our email list literally since day one, people who are customers now who have bought from us six and a half fucking years ago when I was a social media manager, like people just kind of stick around. And so it feels important to kind of keep sharing that journey with them because that's what built the audience in the first place was being like, here's the Forbes thing. Here's the goal cast thing. Here's the event, like all of the transparency of the behind the scenes. So it kind of feels like that's my default. I totally agree. And again, I think sometimes that 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 can make you feel it more too, because it feels like you're doing it with them. Right. So I, I'm not opposed to that at all, but I think it's like, as long as that's for you, do you know what I mean? Like, I think that this is where the disconnect can come in. It is, it's if it feels like, cause that's like the people that we're talking about that are just like making shit up or whatever. It's like, cause they feel like they have to do that for other people. And I know that's not what you're saying but I think like you feeling like it's for sabs is so important yep I feel that so I harp on celebration so freaking much I'm sure you guys have heard that in many seasons definitely this season but the reason why Sabrina's celebrating and feeling it so deeply herself is so key here is because it does things that are much more important than just create a celebration what it does is it really builds that trust with yourself and it helps you feel really good in the process along with many other things right but those are so important for sabrina here building that trust with herself that says like hey when i say i'm going to do something i show up to do it and i can like deeply feel the feelings of that i can feel the celebration of that i can feel the positive emotions that come from building that trust with myself and the more i have that feeling the more likely I am to stay committed to the process, right? Like the truth about us humans is we typically continue to stay in things that feel good, 
right? And so if everything in your business feels hard and heavy and you don't take in the celebration, it's going to be harder to stay in it. If you really work to cultivate those feelings of positivity, celebration, self-trust, you are 10 times more likely to take more action, stay in the process. And so yes, surface level celebrating is important, but it's so much deeper than that. And it is so important to really take a moment to take those things in. So what does that look like? I mean, I said mushrooms and that answer wasn't accepted, but I guess I can go back to the drawing board. Yes. We'll start at square one. If it wasn't mushrooms, what might it be? Mm. What if? What if? You did. Okay. An impromptu (gasps) live called 242,000 for Black Friday breakdown or something you know, not less basic shit than what I just said, but like, and like, let yourself like talk about it and feel it with them and get into it. Fine. Okay. Fine. Fine. Yeah, whatever. I do everything you say at this point. I'm just your little bitch, so I can do that. The question is the timeline. (laughs) You you sometimes do everything I say, but it's like four months later. (laughs) So if this one could speed up, that would be great. I'll be doing this live stream in April. And they're like, Black Friday, what? <laughs> Everyone that's listening to the podcast is like, oh, this is happening next week. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yay. Okay, fine. I think that would be fun. What do you think? Yep. Should I send an email announcing it or just on my stories or how am I doing this? Yeah, yeah. I would send an email. Okay. I mean, obviously, in stories too, but yeah. Okay. And that also can be like a great segue into sales planning workshop too. Like a nice little opportunity. Oh, you want me to do this in like the next few days? Yeah. Wowza. Okay. Okay. What were you? (laughs) Maybe like in two weeks? (laughs) No. Okay. Does Wednesday work? Or are we talking Mm -hmm. like today? No, no. Wednesday works for me. So I can do it Wednesday and then sales okay. planning is Thursday. So I can say last chance to get your ticket for the workshop. Exactly. All right. So I'll do it Wednesday. Something that I really want to point out here we talked about earlier is how Sabs will often ignore me or ignore Paul, but hearing it somewhere else sort of makes it click. Or what often happens is that she'll ultimately do what I suggest, but it's usually later, right? Um, So it'll be like, I suggest it, she hates it. Two weeks later, she's like, you know what I should do, right? And I tease her about that all the time. Like she totally knows that is part of her pattern and that's okay, like that gets to be part of her process. And so what I really wanna share here is we can make this okay and not be in our ego about it as coaches or think it's our job to make it click immediately, right? Like my ego doesn't care if it lands for Sabrina through something I say or through something she hears on like a random podcast. Like either way, the point is that it landed and that's great news, right? And it also doesn't matter to me if she does it immediately or she does it two weeks from now. The point is that we're doing it, right? So as coaches, I think we put so much pressure on ourselves to be like the sole person that's like helping things land for our clients and then doing it as quickly as possible. And typically that's not how it always works. And especially, you know, Sabrina and I have been working together for many, many years. So in some ways it's easier for her brain to be like, yeah, 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 sure, Lace, right? But it also is a way for her brain to trust that it can process in the way that it needs to and always come back and do the thing. And I won't have any issue with it, right? Like, I'm not going to be like, 
you know, see, you should have gotten this right away or anything like that, right? So there's good and bad there, but ultimately if we can let go of the ego story that it should be from us and it should click immediately, we're able to so much more deeply support our clients and ultimately get them that result. Because again, whether it lands with me or something else, whether it happens this week or next week, it really doesn't matter as long as it's moving her closer and closer to the result she wants. I don't think the podcast email for today has gone out yet. Let me see if I can stop that and add an invite to that. Okay. And then I can also add an invite to the Wednesday one. Or do you want like a dedicated email? Like, hey, bitches, it's me. Dedicated, please. All right. So dedicated on Tuesday is fine. Yes. And then the PS can go out today and tomorrow. Yes. All right. Stop the phones, everybody. All right, fine, I'll do it. What what do I get? I just want to be bribed. I feel like bribing is really working for me at the moment. What do you get for doing that? But but less so even just that, but like also like how are you personally celebrating that Black Friday win? I really raged on Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. I'm a part of this like members club and like you just pay by tapping your card and shit, which is just like unlimited power. So <laughs> is it doesn't everything just work with pay by tapping your card? Isn't that how it all works? Yeah, but it's different because it's a members card. It's not like a credit oh, card. I see, I so see. you just okay. tap your members card and pay for the stuff, which is basically free because they just charge your card, but you don't see it. Yeah, unlimited power. So that was fun. <laughs> okay, so do we need a members club celebration for this specifically well i raged pretty hard so i feel like that is kind of done also they need to stay open later the bar closed at one and i didn't appreciate that the bar definitely needs to close at one yeah whatever i did a wreath decorating class that was very cute but you didn't do it like to celebrate you're just telling me things you did the problem is my life is so great that nothing feels like a celebration because it's just a normal tuesday I agree, but I think it's just about bringing that with you. Like, so whatever, like whatever you're doing for a normal Tuesday, say you and Paula are going to go get coffee, whatever it is, I don't care. Like to be like, and this, in this moment, I'm going to feel the energy of this. I'm going to take this in. I'm going to give myself credit. I'm going to give myself a pat on the back because you do not do that well. And I think taking a moment to do that, stop shaking your head at me. I think the answer is to up the ante. You know how that's not good enough. Well, I feel like, you know, when people are addicted to things, whatever it might be, you know, it could be books, but they like, they're addicted to books. And like, after a while, like one book a day just doesn't do it for them. So they need like two books a day. Yes. I know someone like this. Yeah. We just need to go bigger. We need to give you an addiction is what you're saying. No, what I'm saying is with that mindset, this isn't doing it for me anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. But you haven't really tried to just celebrate normally. Listen, (laughs) the answer is to go bigger. You want me to tell you to get a bag, don't you? No, I don't. Okay. I'm out of shelf space, so (laughs) please no more. (laughs) Keep it away. (laughs) I would have to start selling some of the cheaper bags to make room for more Birkins, but yeah, there's no more room. Okay, so up the ante for me then. What you got? A car. You have a car. Yeah, but I don't know how to drive it. Mm-hmm. So this would be a, another car that I also car that you don't, don't know how to, how to drive. drive. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, don't love that one. Yep, okay. 
no, I'll, how about I'll just try being a normal person and celebrating? How about that? Give it a shot. And then if it doesn't do it for you, fine. But I do think that like, this is about you giving yourself the credit for it and feeling some level of mm, like self-satisfaction. I write down in my journal, I'm proud of myself. You also write in your journal that you don't really feel it. <laughs> Listen, I don't feel many things. <laughs> I know. This, this is why this is important. So I'm not sure your line of thinking works here. It totally works here. It's basically like to get you to feel things, specifically the good things, specifically when you achieve a goal, because that's what's going to keep you going, right? Like, I yeah. think, like, why are you why are you going through all this? Why are you continuing this right now? Why have you been so consistent? Ego, pride, I don't know. Vanity, yeah, all the things. Greed. <laughs> Capitalism. <laughs> you know. Because there's a piece of you that feels really good doing that. Mm-hmm. Dismantling the patriarchy from the inside out. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. Try again. Weaponizing women with money. Oh my God. <laughs> You're such a pain in the ass. I feel like the honor of my life would be to start the fourth feminist revolution. Mm. Okay, is that what we're is that what we're going for here? That's been the master plan the whole time. Where have you been the last six years? <laughs> Sorry, just catching up. It's nice to be here. Thanks for having me. But in all seriousness, you're continuing doing it because it feels really good to be super consistent because it's been feeling really yeah nice to have that build that trust with yourself, right? Yes, I definitely trust myself. There's like Which no no fucking ball I will drop. Mm-hmm. So that does feel really good. Even like yesterday with Coach's Kitchen, we were out of episodes and I was so tempted to be like, fuck it. And I was like, no, no. Like I had that thought for half a second and I was like, shut up, bitch. Make some sangria. I'm so proud of you. That's like really big. Like that like makes me teary. It's not hard to make you teary, Lacey. I know, but but here we are. Here we are. Yep. Yep, yep. So that was a fun one. Fun time all around. I'm going to a gingerbread house decorating party. How about I celebrate <gasps> at that? Yes. I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. Deal. Deal. And I will order a bottle of Dom and some flowers. Okay. Perfect. Yep. And you're going to do your live and you're going to talk to your people. Have you watched the new Wednesday show? No, I really want to though. It's really fun because Paul says I remind me of the girl, so he started calling me Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) I think you should watch the show. (laughs) Why do I feel like, like without even watching it that that is entirely accurate? Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. On it. I liked it. It's weird, but I what liked you, it. What do you identify with about her? Mm, I mean, I'm not the one who called myself Thursday. He called me Thursday. Okay. What do you think he's identifying? So another kind of coaching related technique or something you can think about that I wanted to share here is that sometimes Sabs will go off on a tangent or talk about something else, right? Like what she's doing here. Sometimes it's just conversational or sometimes it's to avoid the conversation that we're otherwise having. 
But finding the thread in that is so helpful. Like what I said to her is like, what do you identify with in her? What do you think Paul is identifying, right? So it can bring it back to her, but also not feel too heavy. So sometimes we need that bridge, right? Where I could be like, why are we talking about this? You're supposed to be talking about that. And I think so many coaches think that they have to deliver kind of like tough love in that way, but there is absolutely a way to kind of like bring the spotlight back onto the client, but in a way that like allows them to kind of feel safer and lean back into that. So if she's doing this to avoid and I'm like, hey, you're avoiding, look at this, like that may work in some cases or it may make her shut down more. And so if we can kind of find a thread of like, okay, cool, how do I just ask a question that puts that spotlight back on you? How do I just ask a question that lets you start to be introspective of something going on with you? Like that can be really useful. So what really is true here is know your person and know what they, you know, do the best with. I think this idea that everyone should have to like be super responsive to tough love and whatever is not it. But I, I also don't think that there's never a place for that. I think that you get to know that you have a lot of tools and techniques in your pocket and pull out what feels best to you in that moment. For Sabrina, it usually works if we kind of like ease back into it. And so that's what we did here. And so this is just an example of something you could use. <laughs> I mean, I think one of my personalities is very grumpy and borderline mm -hmm. homicidal. Yes, agree. Yeah. I think people got a sneak peek of that with the carrot seeds. Yeah, that's going to be so fun. I'm sure I'll get lots of resignation emails that week when the episode drops. Mm, maybe. We'll find out. TBD. On the next <laughs> season of Literally. We clean up Sabrina's business as everyone exits. <laughs> no. <laughs> Speaking of that, though, what are we doing about team stuff? Because you said earlier, like, surrendered slash things on your plate. Well, I mean, I checked in with Paul because Paul's now working in the business. I wouldn't say full-time, but pretty close to it, which I don't know if I actually ever told you that part. Surprise? Well, I've, I've gotten the, the vibe of that, obviously, as he's sending things, but yes. So, Surprise. I would like to revisit that at some point, but I don't think now is that moment. I mean, there's 14 minutes left, so fuck me up, mommy. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I meant like, I don't know if pre-Christmas is that moment, but like, let, maybe we should talk about it. I mean, it's going great. But yeah, so I checked in with Paul and I was like, what do you think? And he's like, Everyone really cares. Everyone's doing the best that they can. It's just a really chaotic period with all of the changes that we're making. You're doing great. There's nothing you could be doing like differently or better. Cause I was like, what could I be doing differently? Like do, and I was like, do I need to be doing more meetings? Do I need to be doing more of this? Do I need to be doing more of that? And he's like, nope, it's not a you thing. Like just write it out kind of thing. So I was like, okay, we're writing it out. Okay. But yeah, because I feel like it's different when there's a lot of fuck ups because of like negligence or careless mistakes, which I know that when I was raging against the machine, it felt like carelessness, but I don't yeah. actually think that's what it was. And I also think it's a different thing when you're seeing a lot of mistakes from someone that you can tell clearly doesn't care about their job and like yeah. clearly doesn't like care about your business or like doing a good job or anything like that, but it's not that. And yeah. So with all of that in mind, I just decided to pop a Xanax and chill out. So what are you doing for the holidays then? Like, I know that you're kind of feeling the pull between like do more, do less. Like, what does that look like with that in mind? 
Also, just for clarity, despite all of the drug jokes I made today, I don't actually do drugs or Xanax or meth or coke or anything else. <laughs> I guess that's important to know. I just felt like that needed to be a clip in. Also, I'm not a sociopath. I do feel feelings occasionally. Um, I would use the term robot over sociopath, but either way. I think robot is a good term, which that's just yeah. like a survival skill. Like mm-hmm. I can feel feelings. I just often choose not to because yes. I'm just too smart for that and they slow me down. Or you're more easily overwhelmed by them. Yes, I'm very easily overwhelmed by big emotions. Yes. So I really just want this to be about normalizing. It's okay if big emotions make us uncomfortable, right? I think it's really helpful to hear that and know that we all have shit that we're dealing with. Maybe yours is the same as Sabrina and you also need to lean into them more and get more comfortable with those feelings of celebration and really taking that in. Maybe your problem is something totally different, but just hearing the fact that Sabrina has that challenge is really normalizing and affirming for you. Either way, I just want this to be that beautiful reminder that even someone that seems like they have all of their shit together, that you very much look up to, that is crushing it in business, has stuff that makes them uncomfortable or that challenges them. And that does not have to be a reason that you can't get results or have a beautiful life or have an incredible business. And so not tying those stories together is so valuable and so important. And I hope this just gives you permission to normalize that. Yep. So the question was what? I just like blacked out. I'm sure my therapist would love to listen to this. For my notes, I wrote no drugs, big emotions, just in case we need to do a clip in. Great. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Yep. The question was like the the balance of like working less more. I know you were kind of feeling that pull. I think what I'm going to do is... You know, I had told my team that I wanted everyone to be off by the 16th and to take three weeks break. And that was really important to me that the whole team do that. We still have 10 working days left of the year, or maybe it was the 17th, but I think it was the six. Yeah, the 16th was the last day. So we have 10 working days left of the year. So what I'm going to do this evening, because I finish work um, at 430 is just spend a couple of hours, like making sure I've tasked out like every little thing that I want done before the end of the year and just really focusing on, cause like, I just want that to be tasked now. Like I don't want that to be tasked in six or seven days and just really being okay with this is what's happening. And then we now have a content person 40 hours a week or not, excuse me, not a week, a month, 40 hours a month, plus a Um, graphics person, 15 hours a month. That's 55 hours of content support, not including all of the other people who touch content or involved in content. So, you know, we've got to kind of burn through those in two weeks. So we're just going to fuck some shit up and call it a day. Okay. Mm -hmm. I love that. I think that makes sense. I think that You know, the big question is, is like, do you want that to be like a, let's just get a few things done? Or do you want that to be like a full push? Because again, that's what you're saying too, is like you're okay. Full push for sure. I mean, I don't have many working days left of the year. Like Mm -hmm. I will be doing other stuff on some of those random days, like podcast recording and content. But in terms of working days, I think I have three days left. So I've got like spaciousness, like I'm choosing to record 10 hours of podcast this month. Like it's not a requirement, but I chose to do that so that I would be like easier and front loaded going into January. So I feel optimistic, like everything on my calendar, I chose to put on my calendar. 
it wasn't like a requirement. We're also doing a video shoot this Sunday. We're going to record 55 videos. Pray for me. I didn't come up with that number. The video team came up with that number. Okay. So from January, we're going to have weekly YouTube videos. Yeah. So we're recording 15 YouTube videos. So we'll have all of Q1 plus a little wiggle room and 40 reels. And then they'll also pull reels from the little YouTube videos And I went to the podcast studio looking a bit homeless today, so we didn't video record that one, but I'll try to look cuter for the remaining five sessions I have left this month (laughs) so that we can hopefully pull clips from that as well. Okay, good. But that also, I think, like, feels good because even though I'm in this big sprint now going into January, like, that's not going to be the case anymore. So I'm just kind of choosing to, like, do this now. And then from my last day of work this year is the 13th. I'll still support my team the 14th, 15th, 16th. But then I think from like the 16th to the 20th, I'm going to throw my phone in a dark, dark hole and just not talk to anybody and just kind of reset before the holidays. Listen, I think that's really good. I think that it's just good for you to be that clear on it right now because I think that's where you won't. Yeah. Waffle as much, right? Like, it's like you're very clear that, like, right now is a sprint and there's like a right time and place for that. And that feels good. And then you're also very clear that there is like yeah. a period where that's not it and you're not going to make either wrong. No, I feel great about it. I mean, I will have most of Q2 podcast episodes recorded by the end of December. I will have a small yeah. handful that I need to record the first week of January. But that's what is that? Um, 52 podcast episodes recorded for the year. So I'm going in with a huge headway, all the videos being recorded. So I think that it's just going to be a lot smoother. And then I've also just been really clear with the team, like a lot of these backend projects that have been lingering need to wrap up. And one of the big shifts for me the other day that I was thinking about was I just, I need to do a better job coaching my team on how to manage their time. And just how to kind of see projects to completion because like I can see that they're getting frazzled and I can see that they're kind of getting split and it's that they, they have the time, like they have the hours at this point. I think it's just more so like, how do I prioritize? How do I keep track of things? How do I keep organized? And there's a solution to all of that. So just coaching them through that a little bit. And then also just remembering like, this is actually a very small issue, like 95% of the team is thriving. It's just more so at the top where we're running 18 different projects and sprinting to get them all done at once that there's a couple of hiccups. And like also, can you be more clear with them on what those priorities are for those 18? Yes. So something I'm kind of working with them on right now is rather than trying to do all of them at once, like what can we just complete knockout and just take it off the list? Because I think that would be more efficient. Agree. And also, I think that that's where they're going to be less overwhelmed. I think you're very good at holding multiple things in your head, but I don't know that that's everyone. So, you know, I think that like giving them that opportunity to see one thing through or like at least a couple of things through or whatever would probably make a really big difference. Yeah. And I think that's also just one of the things of running a business of this size that maybe people don't expect is that when you have that many projects, like things start to take a little bit longer and things slow down and it just gets overwhelming sometimes. And so just helping people reset and remember like, let's just pick a project, knock it out. Next one. Mm -hmm. The end. Perfect. I'm proud of you. Thanks.
Okay. What's the summary? Um, Sabrina does not do drugs. Yeah. Sabrina's a robot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She has feelings. She's not a freak. Sabrina plays into her personality and role to provoke Lacey because she likes the attention and the emotional reaction. <laughs> and Sabrina had a big ass Black Friday. Sabrina's going to celebrate all of her wins. Okay. That, yeah. Feminist revolution specific. coming soon. Mm-hmm. The end. Good. Specifically, what I was looking for is you're going to celebrate yourself more. Yep. But the rest was great. I appreciate it. And two mm-hmm. journals. Two journals. The end. Done. Thank you for our recap. You're welcome. I'm proud of you. I know you are. Okay. Love you. Love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I am forever grateful to you for being part of our journey and spending your time with us each week. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking a reviewer to give my MSC bundle to as a thank you for listening. This bundle combines trainings and workbooks that walk you through a condensed version of the work I do with my one-on-one clients through my mindset strategy and execution framework. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living lit up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. And if you want more tips and strategies for growing and scaling your own business but are short on time, then you're going to want to opt into my private podcast feed, Back Pocket Business Mentor. You'll get immediate access to a private podcast feed full of tons of three minute episodes where I talk about everything from how to pick a strategy and business model that works for you to how to show up online as an expert and increase your conversions. Just go to a lituplife.com forward slash back pocket to dive in.